0: I think they are continuing to shoot themselves in the foot, and I'm surprised they have any bullets left. Unfortunately, I am a a Knicks bandwagoner, which has been a very, very poor choice on my end. We never claim to be the most original, except when we're talking about, like, Colin Cowherd. Clearly, he gets all his ideas from us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I am your co-host, Justin Wright, joined by my co-host, Jared Miller. And Jared, I hope you're doing well today. And let me tell you what, I am coming in heated today.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I'm doing well, and I will cede the floor to you, sir. So this isn't even
0: anything to do with sports. This is just general in life stuff. And I, I am
1: sorry. I I am just heated, and I, I need to talk. We'll make the first few minutes of this episode of therapy session. Let's go. So...
0: I've been thinking a lot. Have you heard the quote, I'm mad as hell and I don't want to take it anymore? I sure have. Okay. So that's something I've been thinking about a lot today. Um, As stupid as it sounds, I was going to post on Facebook and then I decided not to because I thought people would misconstrued. like, oh, he's mad about masks or da-da-da-da. Anyway, it would be stupid because many people on Facebook are not exactly ivy league
1: scholars we'll go with that (laughs) fair enough so what are you mad as hell about i am i am just mad with
0: this i i'm trying to think of the way to put it this this argument over cancel culture i don't know if you saw the news about mr potato head and uh the dr seuss books definitely have seen some of that so what i'm mad about is, first of all, people twisting narratives to make their, make it fit what they think. First of all, one, Mr. Potato Head did not get canceled. They changed the freaking brand name to Potato Head and they're still selling Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head. They didn't change anything about those toys. Second of all, Dr. Seuss books, they're a private company. They can do whatever the heck they want. Let them make their own decisions. Half the time people want companies to be able to make their own decisions and not have people react. The other time, well, we think you're just giving in to the liberals. Um, I digress. Also, I feel the need to point out, I do not, I am not making a political statement either way. I think it's just crappy how people twist this narrative. And even the way it has worked into sports over the past few years.
1: Without Um, a doubt.
0: Yeah, especially thinking back to, you know, the first. It wasn't even cancel culture, but this, this, this whole. I, I think back to like Colin Kaepernick, for example, when he made his 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 point and he started kneeling and was trying to raise awareness, and you know, I guess it is cancel culture because basically Colin Kaepernick got canceled. And while it's easy to say he was not doing well, because he wasn't, but at the end of the day, there's been situations over the past couple of years where you cannot look me in the eyes and say Colin Kaepernick would not have been a better solution than the solution that some of these teams picked. He is better than some of the backups that had been starting over the past couple of years when they could have brought in Colin Kaepernick. Am I saying that he's the best quarterback that should have been in the league without a doubt? No, because I don't think that. Um, But I am just so frustrated seeing this, this, this rift that people decide to cause because they're having this argument over cancel culture saying either that it exists or it doesn't exist, whatever. It should not be what it is.
1: I'm just very mad and I don't want to take it anymore. Sounds like you had to get some stuff off your chest and that's a-okay. That's a-okay because like you said, it is something that has made its way into sports, something that we talk about every week and the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't agree with you more. Say what you will about what the guy uh, knelt for the fact of the matter is he should have absolutely had his fair shot in the NFL after that. And he didn't. So yeah, it's a, it's a crazy world out there.
0: Yeah. I just, I think it is. And I've seen it on Facebook and it's one of the reasons that I've, I was mad about it, but I have seen people that have, you know, very openly, you know, been like, Colin Kaepernick doesn't align with my views, so get him out of the NFL. I'm glad he's been out of the NFL and isn't getting a job anymore. To now saying the Dr. Seuss company no longer believes in the values of the images put in their books, so they decided to take them out of their lineup. And I find it incredibly frustrating that people do not see their own hypocrisy in that.
1: It is, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, and it baffles me sometimes the extent people will go to – be offended on something and be offended sometimes on behalf of others, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just crazy. And I I, I, I struggle to wrap my head around it sometimes, but talking about just kind of this in a more broad sense with sports, not a conversation I thought we have tonight, but it's one, it's, it's interesting to talk about athletes, in professional sports nowadays they have more of a voice than they used to and they use it a lot more than they used to and you can talk about whether it's over more serious stuff like social change social issues or more you know i I don't want to say mediocre stuff but stuff like contracts stuff like their place in a franchise you know we've seen it all over the nfl this season quarterbacks who are twisting their franchise's arms saying either get me out of here or I want this or you know whatever and it's really cool to see athletes have this voice and use it
0: yeah speaking of yeah someone being mad as hell and not wanting to take it anymore let's talk about J.J. Watt and the Texans because that that was a situation where (laughs) he was angry and he didn't want it anymore and he got out you know maybe that's not exactly the the narrative he tells Online, but from what we've seen from other Texans players or ex Texans players in this case, it's very clear that the organization has been mistreating and mishandling their player management and has led to players such as JJ Watt, Deshaun Watson, and I would argue even prior to this, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, without a doubt. You know, to have either wanting
1: to get out or at the very least bad blood. A hundred percent. I agree with you. Uh, this, we took the very scenic route to get to talking about JJ Watt, but we are here now and this is what we wanted to talk about in this episode pretty much entirely. Cause it's huge news. I think it's the move of the offseason so far. Um, yeah. JJ Watt was unhappy in Houston. It there was no secret about it. And it was because of years and years and years of mismanagement by the Texans. You know, he gave them some of the best years of his career from 2011 all the way through this point. And you cannot blame the guy for wanting out. You cannot blame the guy for wanting to go somewhere that not only is going to be a contender, but is going to do right by him. And that place so happens to be the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Yep. They... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it, it was something – I don't even remember if we talked about it, but I remember seeing that DeAndre Hopkins had said to J.J. Watt that they needed to get back together and finish what they started. I thought it was, oh, that's kind of neat. I never thought it was an
1: actual contender. I'm not going to lie. Same, 100% same. We did mention it on the show maybe last week or two weeks ago when we were postulating about where J.J. Watt might end up, and we talked about teams like Green Bay, Buffalo, possibly Tennessee because that name had been mentioned. And one of us pointed out that, yes – Hopkins had said that via Twitter to JJ Watt, say, "Hey, come here. Let's finish what we started." And I thought that was kind of a neat little quippy thing from his former teammate. I didn't think it would amount to anything beyond that. The Cardinals were never mentioned in terms of contenders to land him. And did you see the way that JJ Watt uh, announced it? He he announced this move himself via Twitter. He didn't go. The media didn't break it first. He did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I did not actually. I did not know that. I I saw it from an Adam Shafter tweet, actually.
1: That's where I saw it, too. But apparently, J.J. Watt tweeted out a picture of him lifting weights in an Arizona Cardinals workout shirt. And all he said was, source, me. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting out the middleman. uh, Yeah, it it was the news broke on Monday, the news of the sports week. And I'm kind of glad it happened, uh, at least that he went somewhere. I'm not sure if I'm glad it was Arizona. But I didn't know what we were going to talk about on the show this week. It was shaping up to be a pretty quiet week, and then bam, dropped that nuke on us. Yeah. I think it's exciting. I think he he adds to a defense that
0: you know it's it's a it's not a bad defense. I've I've said many times in the past there's pieces of it that I really like. I for instance, I can't stop raving about Buda Baker. I, I knew, think he is.
1: I knew you were gonna bring him up, and rightfully so. He is a key part of that defense. Uh, Who else is on that defense that really I admire and he scares the hell out of me at the same time is Chandler Jones on the Mm. other side of that defensive line. You know, since 2012, the uh, sack leaders in the NFL since uh, the last nine years, since that span, Chandler Jones has 97, leads the league. J.J. Watt has 95 and a half right behind him. So the Cardinals have the number one and number two pass rushers in terms of sacks on their Defensive line now, instantly one of the best D-lines in the league. Scary for my Seahawks <laughs> with a, how do I put this kindly, bad offensive line. And It's like
0: a wet paper bag.
1: If that, if that. It's like paper mache. And now I couldn't help but think about it moments after the J.J. Watt news broke that we have, I would argue, four of the best pass rushers in the NFL all in the NFC West. We've got Mm -hmm. two of them on Arizona, the two I just mentioned. You've got Aaron Donald in L.A., and you've got Nick Bosa on the 49ers. And the fact that we have to play that all six times next year in total is horrifying, and I'm going to have many nightmares about it.
0: Yep. Well, I wonder, you know, with all the the rumors, at least, I guess, about Russell Wilson's own unhappiness, I wonder, should things stay the way with that O-line? And those tough defensive lines that you guys have to play, I wonder if if he ends up having to keep scrambling, if he, you know, continues to get sacked, and God forbid he gets hurt because of it. I wonder if that just will end up sealing the deal for uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks.
1: You know, I hate to even say the words out loud, but it might. And I really haven't talked about it much on the show anyway since all this news about Russ being unhappy has kind of come out. Um, What I will say about it is my initial thoughts, are: I feel like Russell Wilson is going to give the team one more year to get it right. He is going to give them one more chance to really do something this off season, whether it be in free agency or the draft to shore up that offensive line, because he's not asking for a lot here. In my opinion, he's asking for what I would say is a basic need for a successful quarterback you know, to have a a stout offensive line that he can operate behind. I don't feel like that's asking a lot, but apparently the Seahawks front office feels like he is. And we have a history of not addressing that issue. That's been an issue for years now. So with the addition of JJ Watt to the Cardinals now, and looking at the three offensive lines around the NFC West that we're going to have to play next year, I wouldn't be surprised if, not only does this expedite the process of Russell Wilson kind of lighting a fire under Seattle, but he, he might, if we don't show that we're going to make some serious moves toward fixing that and toward keeping him upright and happy, uh, he might, he might not give us that year. You know, he has said that there's only a few destinations that he would accept a trade to. But if I'm Russell Wilson right now, which by the way, I am hundred percent on team Russ with this. I have said that this has been a problem for years in Seattle if I'm him seeing this news, I'm twisting the arms of the front office in Seattle a little bit more now saying, Hey, you know, I really can't, I can't afford this. You know, my health can't afford this. And it is only a matter of time before he gets injured with guys like that coming at him. So I don't know what that means for all of this. I'm sure obviously one of the first people to take notice of it was Russell Wilson, um, I really, I, I can't say any more about that whole situation than this though. It's a scary prospect for the Seahawks, but man, is it, a, is it a hell of a get for the Cardinals? That's just, uh, yeah. oh man, they're going to be instant contenders.
0: And I do feel a little bad bringing up the Russell Wilson stuff. Cause I know it is the, the titular, the salacious, you know, gossip that's going around, you know, the league right now and the
1: news sources. No, don't feel bad. I was I was gonna bring it up anyway. So,
0: yeah, it is an easy jump to make because I, I know if I was a quarterback with a poor O line, I would not want to face any four of those linemen on any given day, on any given Sunday, I should say. No, that even if I had a good O line, being me, I would not want to face any given any of those men on any given Sunday. Yeah,
1: it's going to be – and that's the thing. It's going to make, like I just said, Cardinals are now, uh, I think, instant contenders to win the division next year. I think the division at this point from what we've seen of the teams up to right now, I think the NFC West is going to come down to the Rams and the Cardinals. And it's going to be a heck of a battle, I mean, if everyone stays healthy. But I, I don't know who has a better defensive line in the NFL right now. Than Arizona because of this. I mean, yes, I know J.J. Watt has kind of a spotty injury history, but let's let's forget about that. The, let the name itself should be enough. J.J. Watt is freaking unbelievable. He is a generational talent at that position, yes. and the Cardinals now have him, and they they. I mean, Arizona fans have to be thrilled. Yeah,
0: I I know I would be. I'm sure the entire team's thrilled to have him. And like you said, even if he has a spotty injury history, he is just incredible. He is, he is a sensational talent.
1: Yeah. And so my question to you is him going to Arizona, like we said, was kind of a surprise just because it wasn't a team mentioned really in the rumors beforehand. How much do you think Deandre Hopkins actually had to do with it? You know, honestly,
0: seeing some of the ways that J.J. Watt has been supportive of his teammates over, especially this past year, I think specifically one of the big ones was walking off the field with Deshaun Watson, you know, kind of consoling him and apologizing that, you know, they wasted one of his years. Mm -hmm. I do think J.J. Watt is a true locker room leader, and he does truly build those relationships with his teammates so I don't think it's that far of a cry to think that he and Deandre Hopkins are legitimate friends. And Deandre Hopkins was like, Hey, let's reunite. I loved playing with you. You made our defense better. I make our offense better. Let's see if we can make something of it again.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If that's how it went down. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that those two had phone conversations or, you know, what have you kind of through this short, little bit of free agency that JJ Watt found himself in Uh, you know I'm sure there were guys all over the place from a lot of teams trying to recruit him but I'm pretty sure that it would have been a lot easier for a friend of his like DeAndre Hopkins to do it and yeah I mean I I think it's kind of cool honestly that we have a kind of a a rebuilt Texans on the Cardinals now (laughs) and I'm gonna drop not even a hot take because I don't think it's actually going to happen, but it would be the hottest of all takes. What if the Cardinals do away with Kyler Murray and go and get Deshaun Watson and bring the trio back together? That'd be, that'd be crazy.
0: I mean, I don't think it will happen just because I think the Cardinals are invested enough into Kyler Murray, but
1: then again,
0: Deshaun I mean, Watson.
1: True. I'm not again. I don't think it's going to happen either. In fact, I would be shocked if that happened, if they got rid of Kyler Murray for any reason.
0: Actually, no. I'm going to double down and say I even if it is Deshaun Watson because that's Kyler Murray is is Cliff Kingsbury's guy. That's who he wanted.
1: Uh huh. Oh yeah. I mean, that's who they, you know, second year in a row, you use your number one pick on a quarterback, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't, that just doesn't happen and you don't do that unless you think you have your guy. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, I, it's just, it just was an idea that popped into my head. You know, what if you had that former Texans trio all back together with the Arizona Cardinals who, by the way, our division plays the AFC South next year. The Cardinals are slated for a game with Houston. That'll
0: be a fun game to watch, I bet.
1: Yeah, uh, schedule hasn't come out yet, so we don't know when it'll be, obviously, but it's going to be in Arizona whenever it happens. Yeah, that game just became uh, instantly more interesting, and they might flex that thing to a primetime game where they might not have before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah,
0: I I will definitely be tuning in for that game. As will I. I I, am willing to bet DeAndre Hopkins – torches that defense.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, that team that I, the Texans that we've talked about, it. they're going to be a uh, uh, bottom of the barrel for quite yeah. a few years here. I think uh, they're not going to do anything special <laughs> for a little while. And it's sad because we talked about, you know, guys like David Cully, who really had no part of this, you know, new Texans head coach, but now he's been thrust into this position and whoever's yeah. going to be, on that team next year they're gonna yeah it's it's a rough situation it's full-on blow it up and start over in Houston
0: they need front office changes they need management changes all around the board in fact they need coaching changes they need they they need to scrub that son of a gun down with bleach (laughs) burn it bury it start again maybe just move cities honestly
1: rebrand again houston you know they've done it once they can do it again
0: that's uh some free name ideas for you the the houston oopsies the houston
1: we're Sorry's, um (laughs) or the houston buckaroos the oh i could see him going with the buckaroos kind of keeping that texans cowboy theme uh that's that's uh that one's on us houston if you're listening i
0: was gonna say the texan not cowboys and I was like, oh Buckaroos is like a cowboy, but
1: not. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do down there, but I man, it, it just reaffirms again everything I've said about the Cardinals too, just as a franchise. I I hate that they're in my division because I respect them so damn much. I respect guys like Larry Fitzgerald and now DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray's incredible. I love JJ Watt. I've loved him since he came into the league. They are a team that I would wholeheartedly root for if they just weren't in my division. And, uh, you know, of course your boy, Cliff Kingsbury, they're just an exciting team right now. And now I'm curious, what kind of shot does this team have to make a legitimate run at a Super Bowl next year?
0: I think, you know, they've been a few steps away from having, having a playoff team. And I think this is definitely a step in the right direction. I'm really curious to see what, they do in the draft what they decide to address what this is this was kyler murray's second Second, year second year yeah so if you consider that second year his sophomore slump you know if if we see you know in a an improvement or at least a progression of what we've seen i think this could be a dang good team i do too and i think the cardinals have done a good job i I know there's a lot of maybe behind the scenes issues that we don't see, but right now I think they're doing a good job at making the correct moves and making those, those move to be a, to be a playoff contention team.
1: You know, this is a franchise that it's a, it's an odd franchise when you think about it historically, because they have had, you know, hall of fame tier guys come through that team. And mm-hmm. yet it's only ever amounted to one Super Bowl appearance in their entire history, and a team that was forty-five seconds away from winning that Super Bowl with a Kurt Warner-led offense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, this team—it's a fan base that I think is so hungry for that last, the, the last hurdle, and such. So much has been talked about in the NFL over Larry Fitzgerald and the career he's had and many people have already kind of resigned to the fact that he is going to retire without ever winning a Super Bowl because he's made it very clear that he is not going to play anywhere else and some people think that that was maybe his his doom in terms of ever having a shot at a championship i don't think that window's closed yet though honestly with the, with this edition i mean yeah it, it, they It wouldn't surprise me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, if they did end up Mm -hmm. going to the Super Bowl next year. Now, yes, there are still some pretty heavy hitters in the NFC that they'd have to get through, but I think that they're absolutely a playoff team. You know, I have a hard time not seeing this team in the playoffs. And, I mean,
0: we've seen good teams on paper. We've seen good teams get set up, and then things fall off. You know, the wheels come off.
1: Yeah. but Well, this was kind of that team last year. Well, I mean, I honestly thought they were going to be a playoff team this last season and they didn't get it done on the last day of the regular season and, you know, missed out on that spot to the Bears. But I don't think that this is going to be a team that's fighting for their playoff lives in the last week of the season next year. No, you know, I don't think so either. This team could be the winners of the NFC West. So it's exciting for Arizona fans. It's not so exciting for Seattle fans or really fans of the Niners or the Rams as well. If we're being honest, you know, the, it's just kind of reaffirms that this division is one of the toughest in the league and it's only getting tougher at least in the teams around mm-hmm. Seattle. So I don't know, but man, what a move. I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say it's the move of the offseason so far. Yeah.
0: The other thing I want to touch on with Larry Fitzgerald, I think he's also a player that will will sign cuz he he is up on contract right now. Uh he is a free agent at the end of this or I guess coming up on this off during this offseason. He's a free agent right now I guess. There we go. Um cuz he signed a one year deal last year. Yep. There's, you know, people thought like oh maybe this is it then. I I don't know. I think maybe he signs another one year, maybe maybe team friendly contract and maybe they make Maybe they go into win now mode and they make they make a run. Well, and he, he's already just, said
1: that he intends on coming back
0: for another season. Oh, okay, I missed that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and he absolutely won't go anywhere else. I mean, he's been very adamant about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if with with Fitz back, you know how much that that franchise wants to give him that ever elusive Super Bowl ring, uh, yeah, they, they might have the team to do it this year. I don't know. Well, and
0: like I said, if he signs a team friendly contract and I think if enough of those, those, you know, guys on the team are like, Hey, we want to make this run. I think right now they've got the coach and the management to back him that they will, they'll make those moves. They'll bring in some tried and true guys to fill some of their, their spots. They don't fill in the draft. And then who knows? Mm I, I, You know, that's almost kind of what we saw in Tampa is that, you know, obviously Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but how can you as a, as a player not look at JJ Watt and uh, Larry Fitzgerald and, and DeAndre Hopkins and not be like,
1: Hmm, I kind of want to play with those guys. Yeah. I mean, like I'm not even a football player and I'm like, Oh, I kind of want to play with those guys. You know, JJ Watts said he wanted to go to a contender and not only did he go to one, he kind of made the Cardinals one really like they were a very talented team beforehand, but now yeah. you've really got oh, to push 100%. them over the edge hundred percent. And now it's going to be interesting to see what the Cardinals do in the draft. How do they build on this team now? Finishing eight and eight last year, they're dead middle. They've got the 16th pick. Uh, they, It's going to be exciting to see how they choose to approach this, uh, this offseason because they could really go in a bunch of different directions and they yeah. seemingly only get better.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've helped hit some of their needs. You know, they've shown that they understand their needs in free agency, uh, both getting, getting Deandre Hopkins for pennies on the dollar in terms of that trade. Um. And then also picking up J.J. Watt. like they, they they clearly understand their needs and how to improve their team. And I think, honestly, like I said, that they, they need to... We need to see what they do in the draft. I think that's going to really help. It'll help signal what... It'll clear things up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And... Like I said, this is this move tells me more than anything, at least from the Cardinals perspective of it, that this is a team and a franchise, and frankly, a city that in terms of the NFL world is sick of being the bridesmaid. They are sick of whether it be in the NFC West, which they have not won since 2015, whether it be in the NFC as a whole, like I said, most recently in 2015, making an appearance in the NFC championship game and getting blown out by the Panthers. Uh, this is a team that is ready to show that they're for real. And we've talked numerous times, more than I ever thought we would about Cliff Kingsbury on this show. And why, why, he, why do you dislike when we talk about Cliff Kingsbury? So don't much? dislike it, sir. I just find it fascinating. The things we choose to talk about with him sometimes his house the Lego version of his house. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, to be fair, have you seen the Lego version of his house? I've seen the real version. I I have not seen the Lego version, but I've seen the real one. And if it's anything like the real one, it's probably pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, No, but I think this is just a team that's ready. They're ready to show the NFL and the sports world that, Hey, you know, we're not, we're not just the team from Arizona. Don't you kind of get that feeling with all teams from Arizona right now, anyway? That mm-hmm. they're just the team that plays in Arizona. The Coyotes in hockey, the Suns in basketball, the Diamondbacks in baseball. That's kind of all they are. They're just one of the teams in the league. But I think the Cardinals are ready to uh, put a hitch in that giddy up.
0: Yeah. They're mad as hell and they don't want to take it anymore.
1: Mad as hell. That's been the theme of tonight's show. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'm waiting for the name of the podcast this week to be the expansion
1: buddies are mad as hell. Expansion buddies, mad as hell. Part one. I'm sure sometime down the line we'll be mad as hell about something else. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it might be next week. We never know who knows. Yeah. A lot can happen in a week as we found out. Little did we know this time a week ago that JJ Watt would be an Arizona Cardinal. Uh, Also the other thing I just found funny to think about in terms of the places that were mentioned as compared to where he actually ended up, Did most of those places that were mentioned were cold weather places. Uh Uh-huh. Now he's in bright, sunny Arizona. I think even he tweeted out the other day, not going to lie. It was really nice to wake up to have it be sunny and 65 outside. (laughs) That's fair. You know, maybe that's the thing.
0: Maybe these, these retirement, these these typically (laughs) retirement States are the way to go for these, these players that are, you don't know, want to finish out a career maybe it's not the where the careers go to end st- that that people used to think it was maybe maybe there's something to be said for these t- these these teams we've seen it now with Tom Brady
1: J.J. JD Watt uh, you never know yeah hey you know it worked pretty well for your guys so hi uh, yeah i uh, i think initial takeaways cardinals could easily win the division absolutely going to be a playoff team I don't really know how else to rant and rave about this move anymore. I mean, I just love it.
0: Yeah. So let me ask, obviously we're huge JJ Watt supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and if, if you are not, then you must be not a no sick, football. twisted person. <laughs> um, everything that JJ Watt has, I mean, even the Texans fans, I don't even think we're that mad. Like, they're like you, you know. We're sad, but I mean, because there, there's times when when a player leaves a franchise and, and fans are mad.
1: Yeah, no, he um, deserves. I mean, even they know he deserves better than what he had in Houston. Yeah,
0: so. but the the outpouring of support it seemed like for him. Yeah, they were sad, but I don't know. But he got just tons of ninety nine dollar donations to his charity. And that's the thing. He has done so much for the city of Houston and so much just good that it I mean I think any team should be happy to get him and the city should be you know happy to get him as well because I know he will do good in that community but anyway we support JJ Watt which is obvious Jared I'm gonna ask you what team could he have gone to that you would have been like that's a stupid move
1: (laughs) it's a fair point uh The only, I wouldn't even say, I I would never say it's stupid to get JJ Watt for anybody. Yeah. It would be questionable for some teams, given their current salary cap situations, just as far as the money side of things goes. But as far as the on the field product, it would not be a stupid move for anybody. I think it'd be a great move for anybody that can get him. Now, obviously there were several teams that were never in the running that never had a chance, but yeah, I wouldn't say it would be stupid for anybody. So what, okay. Fair enough. Now, there's some teams that I would say on his end might be stupid to go to. <laughs> Fair enough. He re-signs with the Texans. Oh, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. I, didn't think, I don't think that one would have happened in a million years. No,
0: absolutely not.
1: But uh, now here's, here's a question I have for you. A little bit more on the lighter side of things. Uh, as far as all this goes, did you hear that now the Cardinals have number 99 retired within their franchise for Marshall Goldberg, who was the team's fullback slash defensive end a long, long time ago in the 40s? I think back when they were still the Chicago Cardinals, uh, his daughter, Marshall Goldberg's daughter, came out and said that she and their family would be okay with the team unretiring number 99 for JJ Watts tenure there so he could keep it. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's really cool too. I think it's a huge sign of respect. Obviously you don't just get that. If you're anybody, you know, I think only a guy like JJ Watt would get that Mm -hmm. sort of honor, but I I have seen, there's been a little bit of debate, you know, over fans, even who are supporters of JJ Watt that say, Hey, a number is retired for a reason. Don't bring it out of unretirement.
0: Yeah. I think JJ Watt is the kind of guy that'll be like, thank you for the offer. But yeah, that's, I think he's going to be like, Hey, this, you know, he earned the right for this number to be retired. He made his impact on the Cardinals organization.
1: You know, actually I think he he did have a statement and he said, I think he's going to keep 99, but he did say, uh, he said, I am deeply, deeply humbled and honored that your family would basically allow this and he said i am going to do the very best i can to uphold what this number means for this franchise so i think he's going to stick with 99 oh very interesting so never mind my uh but either way it's respect all around it's really cool i think i i don't have you know I can't remember the last time a number came out of retirement in sports, and it doesn't sound like you know. Once JJ Watt's done in Arizona, it'll probably go back into retirement for Goldberg and nobody else. But I think mm-hmm. it's really neat. That's I don't really I'm not attached to a number in that way. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah that that is pretty cool. I, I just looked up and yeah I saw his tweet. That's that's cool. That's very cool that the family would do that. Um, I I I am. Yeah, I I'm very surprised. That's something that definitely does not happen often.
1: No, hardly ever. But I mean, again, not totally surprised, seeing as JJ Watt's the one it's happening for.
0: Yeah, again, I I do think maybe that's some good karma coming his way because he has done a lot.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be just off the field. You know, he's probably gonna end up doing a lot for the City of Glendale phoenix and arizona there i think he's going to end up doing a lot for that community too that's just the kind of guy he is though there's a really good documentary about jj watt out on um, espn i just watched it actually last week kind of just in light of all of this crazy off season for him a uh, short little 30 minute documentary but man it really does a good job detailing his life and his his humble upbringings and just how hard he's worked to get here you know it just reaffirms that the cardinals got uh excellent 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 player
0: yes absolutely
1: i don't really know what else there is to say about this no. you know we've kind of just spewed our guts about it and had nothing but sunshine and rainbow to spill arizona's way about it
0: yeah i i'm excited for arizona um not excited for the seahawks to play them
1: <laughs> me neither now. Uh-huh.
0: But I'm excited because I think, like we talked about, this could be their their moment. You never know. Um, They're definitely making moves towards it to try and make it such.
1: You know what I find funny, too, is all the – well, most of these big, big big-name guys like Tom Brady and J.J. Watt, they're switching conferences. They're getting out of the AFC. They're coming to the NFC. Does that say something about the NFC that maybe it's the more competitive, more desired? I think
0: it's just I think we all know it's the it's the greater of the conferences. I mean, I mean, because name one good team that's not in the NFC. That's what I thought you can't.
1: <laughs> what I was going to say is with your Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl this year, it actually swayed the needle in the AFC or the NFC's favor now. Uh, 28 NFC teams have won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And 27 have won the Super Bowl from the AFC. And I'm pretty sure the NFC has won more Pro Bowlers or more Pro Bowls. So if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what will.
0: I mean, the AFC is
1: just, you know, there sometimes. They are. They are. You know, it was way back in the day, the NFL versus the AFL. The AFL was the little brother of the two leagues. And in my opinion, they are the little brother to the two conferences still.
0: We say after we have just come off a huge Patriots dynasty and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl last year. and
1: I guess they've had their okay teams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we just... AFC and NFC are both equally matched. Uh, Robert Goodell is not forcing us to say this. Robert Goodell?
1: I think you mean Roger Goodell.
0: Yeah, Robbie. No, Robert (laughs) Goodell is... Roger Goodell's little brother, a.k.a. the muscle.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, do you not know this? I apparently didn't. Uh, I think that would be a good time to segue us into shout-outs. Do you have one that's not Robbie or Roger Goodell? <laughs> good old Robbie G. <laughs> um, I. Or do you need to think about it? And I don't I think I have
0: some. one, honestly. I didn't have one prepared. Um, which sounds unprofessional, unprofessional. But
1: hey, we don't if get. If you're paid tuning yet. into
0: the expansion buddies for the first time, I got bad news. If you're looking for professionalism, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Hey, well, I've got a shout out. If uh, if you've got nothing, go for it, Big Chief. All right. Do you know what a Saluki is? Mm, I can't say that I do. Have you even ever heard the term? I have not. All right, well, I, uh, I'll give you a little lesson. A Saluki is a dog breed.
0: Okay.
1: Very beautiful-looking dogs. And obviously, they're a pretty damn beautiful football team, too, because I'm going to give my shout-out this week to the Southern Illinois University Salukis of college football. FCS school. I shout-out at an FCS school last week. I'm doing it again this week. The SIU Salukis just beat down the North Dakota State Bison last weekend. Huge upset in FCS. Snapping a FCS record 39 game win streak that North Dakota State had. They had not lost the Bison hadn't since November of 2017. This team has won eight national championships in the last decade. (laughs) this is like the dynasty of dynasties in sports right now. And it didn't really get talked about that much because once again, FCS football does not seem to get into the limelight very often. And not only was it uh, upset, like I said, they beat them down. SIU won 38 to 14. I watched a lot of the game. It was incredible, you know, just to see a team outplay North Dakota State like that. Now, of course, NDSU did not have Uh, superstar quarterback, Trey Lance, who's already declared for the NFL draft. going to be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, We'll talk about that at some later date, but man, it's been a long time since the Bison lost like that. So I had to, I had to give my shout out to SIU.
0: Fair enough. I actually did think of a shout out. I want to shout out Jeremy Lynn, my boy from the nets from back in the day. Um, he's currently playing in the NBA G league and has been tearing it up, but I guess, um, he has been facing some rather unkind comments is the nice way to put it. Um, as I'm sure most of you or all of you already know, he is uh Chinese. In fact, last year, I believe he was playing on, what was it? The Shanghai ducks. I want to believe, I want to say that may be incorrect. I apologize if that is incorrect, but he was playing in a Chinese league and he is, been making his way back into American basketball, but he has made some statements about it. Um Shout out to him for, at least from what I've seen, trying to keep a level head. Um, and, and
1: yeah, yeah. I like Jeremy Lynn quite a lot. Yeah, you sure do. I, I did hear all that too. Some troubling stuff. I think the G League said they're going to investigate, um, investigate into it now based off those, claims that he made but jeremy lynn would have no reason to lie about something like that i mean no it, it's just an unfortunate truth and but like you said he's keeping a level head about it there's not a lot that can get to that guy i mean i have when he played ba- i mean i remember the buzzer beaters he hit playing back in his days with the knicks and his time with the nets i mean he's just a you know even keeled as they come excellent basketball player i've always enjoyed watching lynn Lin, too. Lin yeah. sanity was and they did so deep. much fun and you have the jersey so i do
0: again that's I, I what i really also respect and why he kind of became a shout out is he's not pointing fingers at anybody he's not saying i want to you know prosecute anybody he says in his in his quote that he just wants to raise awareness of the issue yep and i think that's admirable
1: i saw that too very very uh neat on his part definitely taking the high road there so good shout out jeremy lynn uh i don't know we've got about 15 minutes left if we want to run the full time do you have any anything that you want to rant and rave about Mm, no i guess not but
0: man it's it's been a crazy year i'm oh i guess uh i should be i believe it's tomorrow i should be getting the covid vaccine
1: first shot here okay this week that's that's, that's pretty exciting. exciting there you go yeah. right, is that something through your school where all the teachers are getting it Uh
0: no not all of them are uh there was a offer out from our tribal health because i teach on a reservation that any teachers on the reservation could sign up to be on the list for vaccination and we were able to get some vaccines so it's yeah, I'm getting my first jab here real soon. First I, jab. Ter- well, yeah, it's, you have to get two shots. So
1: I know, I know. I, I just I, I really,
0: Yeah, I really hate needles, so I'm not looking forward to it in that manner, but I'm excited to get it.
1: I feel you there, brother. So here's the real question. Once you get the shot and they slap the old Band-Aid on it, if you get a choice, who's going to be on the Band-Aid? Because last time I got a shot, I had Daffy Duck.
0: Um, Man, I'm... We used to have Pokemon Band-Aids. I'd like a Pokemon Band-Aid.
1: There you go. There you go. That's the that's the important part
0: here. Yeah. Uh, uh, it'll just be exciting because so hopefully things keep going that way. And then here within the foreseeable future, we
1: can ditch the whole mask thing. That'll be nice. And then maybe someday down the road, we can have full arenas again for all these sports that we love so much. Just saying, I'll have the vaccine. I'll be cleared to go for uh, any games we want to go to. There you go. Maybe we'll have to hit up a Seattle Kraken game as they start next year. I know, man. I am so excited. Expansion draft is coming up in a couple months in May. We're going to have to talk about that when they do that for uh, our boys, the Kraken.
0: Dude, I can't wait to go to the Crack House.
1: The Crack House will be crackheads at the Crack House. Mm -hmm. I need to get a jersey still. Yeah, there's no players to get a jersey for yet. I know, I know. But I see, even when they do get their players, I'm, I, as little as I follow hockey, I'm not going to know who's good and who, you know. Get the goalie, get the starting goalie. No, I got to do it like I do it in football, man. I got to get the kicker. They're, I mean, Boy, not-
0: you you really need to learn hockey, don't you?
1: <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. I have gotten a kicker's jersey in football, so I need to do something equivalent in hockey, like the backup. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll pick somebody. I'll I'll pick somebody based off of their hairdo. Okay, that's the best I can give you at this point.
0: I'm telling you, I think you should go with a goalie. Go
1: with the backup goalie, how about? Backup goalie. He'll come in, he'll be the hero. Kind of like that uh, Carolina Hurricanes guy who was, uh, what, like third on the roster or something like that? He, he was the emergency goalie. Yeah, the emergency so, goalie.
0: So they have their regular goalie, they have their backup goalie, and then they have emergency goalies in case all their on-team goalies go down. Because that person is not technically on the team. They're like a facility member that doesn't usually play, but they are like the backup's backup's backup. Gotcha you know, things go pear-shaped several times.
1: Well, I, uh, I might have to look into who the emergency goalie is, and that might be whose jersey I get. I don't think they sell emergency goalie jerseys,
0: to be honest, but so,
1: I could be wrong. I'll just buy a regular Kraken jersey and then, you know, find out the guy's name and then make the name on my own, duct tape on the back. Fair enough, I <laughs> guess. Uh, we'll have time to talk about the Seattle Kraken in the near future. Something I'm super excited to talk about, but I think, uh, since we've talked ourselves in circles about JJ Watt gave our shout outs. I think that's going to about wrap us for another episode of the expansion buddies. You guys are still tuning in for whatever reason. And we appreciate it so much. Each and every one of you, you can listen to us every Thursday on Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, I guess they call that. You can check us out on Twitter at the expansion BU1. That's the expansion BU followed by the number one to all the good people listening to us out there. We appreciate it so much. You're all beautiful. There you go. You heard it from Justin. You heard it from me. You're beautiful people. We thank you for listening and never forget.
0: Party like it's 1976.